Hey, welcome back everyone. I'm Ishan Sharma and with me today I have my senior from Bits Pilani Goa. He is Samesh and he recently cracked GSOC in the year of 2020 and in this video he'll just be sharing his entire journey. How did he get started? What all skills he learned? How did he communicate with the mentors? What was the proposal did he write all of these questions he'll be answering in this video and he'll also be talking about some of the most uh, common questions that all of you have been asking about gsoc so make sure that you watch this video till the very end and subscribe to the channel and like this video and share it with a friend of yours that's really really important and comment and let me know if you have any questions but now let's get into this podcast episode Welcome back everyone, I'm Ishan Sharma and with me today I have my senior at Bitscoa. He cracked GSOC this year itself and so hey bro, welcome back to the channel. How are you doing? Hey, thanks Ishan for having me. Uh, like First of all, uh, it's I'm doing good and uh, let's start with it. The pleasure is all mine. All right. Let's get started by talking about your journey of GSOC. Like, tell me about your whole journey. What was it about and yeah. Yeah, so uh, like I started development like around like like everybody does in like college. So after mm-hmm. first year, I had I was somewhere decent. Like I, I I was not a beginner. Like I was not really good, but at least I was not a beginner. So I I, I liked it. Then I uh you know I kind of I started exploring other programs where you know I can apply my skills in development and you know I can uh some I can do something with it. Mm-hmm. Then I, uh, you know, I, and because in like, there's this uh, GSOC culture in our college also, and you'll know that yeah. like a lot of seniors are doing it. So mm-hmm. you'll get exposed to all that. And after that, I was like, yeah, this, this is like a nice program. I can try do, like getting into that. And the whole experience of it uh, sounds really amazing, right? You're mm-hmm. talking with, um, you're, uh, you're getting mentored by uh, amazing people around the world. So yeah, uh, I start formally just for gsoc like i was doing development uh, before everything but formally for gsoc i think i started in january 2020 okay. uh, i think this in our uh, we have our winter holidays right mm-hmm. uh, in december so that's when i started uh, looking for organizations specific to gsoc before that i i had done basic contributions in open source not anything too good so you previously already I, know I had, about uh, git and github and how to contribute yeah, yeah. and all so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So by December, I, I had I had done some basic contributions on GitHub, and I knew how Git worked, and I knew the whole uh, you know workflow. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do any really meaningful contributions in terms of GSOC. So that's when I in around December, I started shortlisting my organizations based on my tech stack. So my tech stack was mainly Python, backend, REST APIs. So I shortlisted in in any of those where where I found uh, you know I. Uh, it it seemed interesting to me, and I did. I went with that. Then around January, I had shortlisted my organization. Mm-hmm. So and luckily, that's the organization that got selected also, oh. and I also got selected in that organization. So that's mm-hmm. good. So I did it in, in an organization called Hydra Ecosystem. So yeah, after that, uh, uh, after January, I started uh, you know exploring their code base and trying to fix some basic issues in that. So by February, I think the application period for uh, uh, was, I think it was still March. I mean, a- April starting, you have to give your application. 
so by that i had luckily had i had some good contributions in my organization mm-hmm. and that's how i got selected yeah all right to kuch basic doubts hote hain bahut saare logon ke so that's what we'll be discussing now uh, things like sabse sabse pehle how did you select your own organization what was that process yeah. for you uh yeah this is a very big doubt in many people mm-hmm. and it's everybody has that okay when i had that and you'll read lot of it online but in then it's kind of abstract right it's like you just can't give a short short answer for this that this is like you if you you do this and you're on the right path you have to explore that's the end thing i'll try to i'll start mm-hmm. with that but how, main thing uh, in my opinion is like first finalize your own tech stack you should know what you're good at really good at in which you have some decent chance so everybody knows what they're good at there and it can be anything it's not like gsocs uh, like you know if you need to do only web development or android development there are a lot of things in the embedded side also so what are you good at like be sure of that then how i would uh, like tell you to proceed or how i went about it was people basically tell uh, tell two things basically that either you be really good uh, like the organization lies under your tech stack so you are able to solve that or people also tell ki uh, there there have been many people who have done gsoc by not knowing the initial tech stack but they like really like the work of the organization and the project and they learnt it on the way hmm. so it's it's kind of a trade off you'll have to find between both of them cause uh gsoc is about that you'll keep learning on the go that's there but how i would tell you to go about it is once you have finalized your tech stack go and see the gsoc archives there you can see all the organizations which are there uh, which have previously participated in gsoc Mm-hmm. and for each organization you can see their uh, the tech stack which they are using and i would not tell you to stop there because sometimes it can be uh, like it can be little bit that there are some tech stack which they are actually using in their project but it's not mentioned there or that uh, that could be some problem like that so i'll uh, i'll tell you to like go to their repo or organizations repo see all their projects and just go and see what are the tech stack and does it match with yours or okay. how much match if it's like something like if you know python and if you know little bit of javascript so can you uh, like if it's in javascript can you uh, ha- do you have enough time to mm-hmm. learn javascript uh, like uh, like to the level so firstly i'll just tell uh, see by the tech stack uh, which are organizations you can but then For people who don't you- know about their tech stack wo bahut sare question puchte hain like uh, what programming okay. language should i learn so that i can crack gsoc which is kind of a uh, lame question <laughs> yeah. but uh, they still ask this question they're like uh, if i do web development do i have a chance of getting into gsoc mm-hmm. uh, so what would you tell to those uh, how, how would you answer those questions uh so well it's yes if you do web dev like it's not see the answer to that question is it's not like if you do only web development you can do gsoc if you do web development you can do gsoc mm-hmm. you can also do android development as i said mm-hmm. or you can there are a lot of things even i'm i was good at very niche thing like uh, there are a lot of other things also which i am not good at there are i think there are some organization in the docker space country uh, that side and then uh, in almost every, even robotics i think there are two three organization even in the research side mine mm-hmm. was more of a development software development side there are organization like cern i think oh yeah, yeah cern and that's what one more sharachit langi was also doing for right exactly exactly yeah, so, yeah that's like completely ml based so mm-hmm. if you're really good at machine learning also you have a really good chance so it's not like there's one fixed path to gsoc uh 
you can be good at and all of this comprise the whole software development domain right from robotics to uh high level languages to front end everything will be there mm-hmm. so you can start with anything there's no set rule what do you like first of all i'll just say that do uh, what you like uh, don't mm-hmm. do just for jigsaw first of all but uh, you should be fine with anything that's what i'm telling <laughs> what do you think uh, is it possible for a first year student to crack jigsaw uh, who doesn't have ex- much experience in in coding and he's just uh, started his coding while in college uh uh again this is a very uh like it's like it depends a lot on thing can be there yeah it depends a lot on the person mm-hmm. like i can't generalize the whole thing mm-hmm. but overall uh it just see uh it's not i don't think so like the year which year you are in really defines how good you are at the tech stack right mm-hmm. you could have been doing it from like before you join college like we generalize mostly because everybody starts in the first year so if you're starting f- from the first year uh it's going to be tough okay because uh you need to be at some level of development to understand uh, how things work in open source like there are some things like git github uh, you know prs all that things you don't really learn when you're learning some a framework or a tech stack yeah. that time you're just focused on getting that website up and running something like that so it's uh, it's possible obviously for anybody yeah. if they are you know but uh, usually it's really tough in the first year because mm-hmm. uh the only thing is like uh, there are a lot of things you need to learn right uh, it's like a prereq to jsoc you need to be good at one uh, your tech stack and mm-hmm. re- like you need to be at, le- at least a decent level you just can't get by with just having beginner knowledge about that mm-hmm. and uh, then get get up all these things kind of pile up but it's possible but it's, it's going to be tough that's all uh, i feel that uh, definitely is possible but for that you'll have to sacrifice a lot of time that you might spend into some other clubs and departments uh, doing something exactly. else exploring other things uh, and all of that time will just go into learning git github and other frameworks and again it's not like yeah, yeah and it's not and even if you think gsoc needs 1000 hours of i'm i'm just giving an example like 1000 hours of like doing development you can't think i'll do all that only in my first 3 months of my college and i'll be able to hmm. do that like you'll slowly start liking development and then you'll explore things and that's how it works you just can't do like that yeah mm-hmm. all right uh, tell me a little bit about the mentors and the community that you were a part of what sort of people were they and how how were they helping you out and what was the what was the environment over there mm-hmm. virtually yeah yes exactly yeah for me it was yeah jsoc is a virtual thing yeah. but apart from that like uh like see when you when you uh, you know when you're preparing for gsoc when you have not done gsoc many people are uh, like and it's fine like many pe- uh, there behind that you know google tag aayega mm-hmm. and then uh, you'll have money stipe and everything but there is this meme right in which is like yeah, sarab yeah, and yeah. take my money <laughs> companies are like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but once you actually like you know i've done this now and i kind of realize it's more about the whole community you get part like and the experience you get uh building with so many people like uh, in the whole in whatever organization you are and they they're going to be mentors to help you uh and that's really valuable actually now in mm-hmm. my case i was uh, i did my jsoc in hydraecosystem.org uh that's a relatively new organization there are not many people in that uh And, and that's a new technology in the we have, we work on something called hydra and that's a new thing like the spec is also under draft and it's not released yet mm-hmm. but the thing about mentors and uh, the thing is uh 
that is a very valuable asset actually of gsoc which you get because it's like i can connect like i'm connected with them even after uh, my gsoc has ended officially yeah. and i'm like a core member right now of like i'm also a core member of that organization and that really helps you in other ways like uh, as we say like it really helps in networking and one of my mentors was uh, uh, i i think is from london so and you get access to all that knowledge he has he's a really senior developer there and uh, you basically expand your network in and this is my organization but then uh, there are other organizations like i think there's linux uh, linux also comes and, uh, and they have their own set of uh, conferences you get access to if you have done gsoc or through that so it really uh, it's a nice experience like after gsoc also not just in gsoc Mm-hmm. So you were you started contributing to uh, that organization even before GSOC started. Is that something that everyone should do so that they can you know uh, talk to the mentors and introduce yourself properly in the community so that afterwards when GSOC comes they'll be like okay this person is already contributing this person is always already asking questions and helping other people out so we should actually give this person a chance. Do you think that's a that's a possibility? Oh uh, yeah, that's mostly how uh, it works. Mm-hmm. uh because the thing is uh if you have some decent contributions before uh gsoc application starts right so the mentors have some kind of trust that even like they know that this guy understands the code base he has shown it by his prs we have seen the code mm-hmm. and it's good and uh the thing is even if uh, you know like at the start like the many times it happens that the proposal you write uh and the end work they can differ because it all depends on you know uh, your project requirements they can change midway in the gsoc and all so the uh, even if uh, mentors know that uh, you know even if you don't have the complete idea of the project which you're going to do in the next 3 months they have a trust that at least this guy has solved some uh, issues made some basic uh, like may, at least made some new fee- added some features already so that just shows that even if i given uh, like 3 months time he should be able to cope up and finish the project mm-hmm. and that is the main idea behind that and again uh, this also you know this also matters because it's not only you who is contributing to the organization there'll be many others mm-hmm. so to differentiate among them you need to be good at your contributions and that's a way to showcase that in then and it's not like if there's only if you are the only contributor uh, and if you have not done any contributions Mm-hmm. you the organization has the right to not take anybody because they want somebody because they are spending a lot of time on you yeah. like the mentors are spending a lot of time on you there is the, the resources of the organizations are there on you so they really want uh, they want you to like they want your trust basically so they can trust okay. you mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah one more question that many people have is like how to write a good proposal and how many proposals can should we write uh huh yeah yeah so first i'll answer the second one mm-hmm. uh you can write a max of three proposals okay yeah. but uh the thing is i wrote only one and I, mine was selected but i would recommend you to uh write at max uh two proposals why okay. i'll just tell because uh, the thing is even if you have a very good proposal okay like you have you have uh, like written really good proposal and everything seems right but at the end contributions your prior contributions matter more than the proposal that's uh, it's not like a 50 50 thing mm-hmm. it's like i think contributions will matter around 80% or 70% okay. so 
and the again you have limited amount of time okay so to contribute to organizations so mm-hmm. it, it's like a strategy like if you uh, if you think you can con- like it's a trade off basically uh, the thing is if you uh, how i thought about it was i'll just stick to one organization that i found the code base i really understand this and if i get and i and i knew I, if i give some more time i'll be able to do, do some good meaningful contributions so i should be good at this organization but then again if you divide your time between two organizations you'll have to be good at both of their code base you'll have to have decent contributions in both and then your proposal has a chance of getting accepted so the thing is uh, you can't try doing two proposals or even three proposals but the mm-hmm. chance of getting selected really depends on the pri- prior contributions you have had with the organization as we answered the like previous question yeah so th- about that and the first question was uh, how to write a good proposal yeah what was the question how, how to write a good proposal uh, so first thing about proposals is that mostly every organization has their own uh what do you say it has their own kind of standard they they put it up in their uh, you know website you can see that for jiso basically at least uh, you know like you can see others proposals and get a idea but stick to that format they have some format that that's the first thing you should not do that wrong mm-hmm. and other than that uh first thing is not like proposals are something like a test you're trying to prepare by yourself and then giving it to the organization you will have a lot of time right for writing the proposal like from the start of gsoc like when you start contributing you have the access to mentors so first thing you like what is the idea they have given right in the uh, in their idea list the organization keep discussing with the mentors like once you even you will understand the idea better once you have done some contributions mm-hmm. and after that once and the mentor will be ready to help you in the proposal uh, most of the organizations if you ask like you know like just give some ideas like it should not be like can you please tell me how uh, you know how what do i need to do in the proposal you just can't be like that you need to mm-hmm. ha- do some your own research and after that give your ideas to the mentors uh, in the discussion group and they'll be very uh, you know helpful to again give some uh, constructive uh, feedback towards your uh, idea proposal everything mm-hmm. uh, and then you can keep uh, you know iterating on that basically so that's the way you go about proposals okay like if you don't understand something do some research on that topic and like get some ideas on what you could do present to like before like before the application period discuss it with your mentors mentors give some uh, you know feedback and they help you make it even more better and that's how your final proposal comes even mine lot of things lot of my proposal was based on the discussions i had with my mentors at my organization prior to gsoc it's okay. not because i even i couldn't come up with all the details nuances even i didn't know that mm-hmm. so that's how you go about writing a good proposal just to add on to that there is most organization give uh, have the you know give the student a chance to get the, rev- the proposal complete proposal reviewed mm-hmm. before the application period so that also you can utilize mm-hmm. all right bro thank you so much for joining us here tell me one more thing what's your future plans right now you'll be graduating from bitscoa uh, and so what do you think what are you going going to do now uh yeah i have some time to graduate right now yeah, i'm still in my third yeah i have one year i'm just in my third year right now but i don't have any specific plans as of now mm-hmm. uh like i'm just prepping for uh, like i'm i'm not doing too much right now uh, uh even i'm just maintaining some open source contributions with my own organization the the connections with them mm-hmm. and uh, i don't have any specific goal right now so yeah that's it 
All right, bro. Thank you so much for joining us here. I hope the audience would be able to get some value out of this. Guys, if you want to talk to him, if you want to learn something from him, you can reach out to his social handles. I will link all of them in the description. So do take a look at them. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks, Ishan, for having me. All right, so that was the episode. Let me know what you think about this. Uh, also, guys, if you have any questions, you can ask Samesh. I will leave the link to uh, his Instagram handle in the description, so all of you can take a look at that. If you have any questions, please ask me in the comments. And also make sure that you follow me on Instagram. I post there pretty much daily. But yeah, thank you so much for watching this video till the very end. If you are still watching after 20 minutes, thank you so so much. We recently crossed 10,000 subscribers, and yeah, thank you so much for your love, your support, and yeah, I will continue to provide more value for all of you. Thank you so much, and I will see you all in the next video. Bye bye.